Welcome back to the showcast. As we mentioned before earlier on, we are excited to talk to this week's unique guest. Uh, we uh, definitely a first for us, which is awesome. So, uh, bat, just a little background. In 2014, she was the first contestant from Nevada to win the Miss USA pageant, and a year later, she finished as the first runner-up in Miss Universe. And today, she's representing the United States in an awesome way with her new self-empowerment program called Universal Confidence. Nia Sanchez is here to join us. Nia, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Good. Very good. Uh, and thanks for coming on. Obviously, we appreciate it. Um, I know, uh, I'm sure your schedule is probably usually pretty busy. Yeah, definitely staying busy, but love talking to you guys. <laughs> we love talking to you. And you're, so you're, um, before we get too far into it, you're mm-hmm. from Nevada and also then moved out to LA, right? Is that correct? I live in LA now. I was living in Nevada when I won this Nevada USA, but I've lived all over. Um, Germany, Hong Kong, California. Originally, I was born in California, also Oregon, Washington, and New York. So wow, I like to hop are. around a bit. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a preference? Uh, Hong Kong is my most favorite place in the whole world, but I'm, I'm learning to love LA. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, Steve is the only one on this podcast, I think, who's actually been to L.A. So he he's the only one you can probably relate to on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to get used to. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that Adam did mention that you, uh, you are busy because I think that what might be taking up a lot of your time is this um, new program that you're in, which is, or I don't know if you've created it or how you're involved, but this universal confidence program, which sounds pretty cool. And I'm actually interested in it, but I kind of want to let you talk about it because you'll know the most about it before I just say anything else. (laughs) Sure, absolutely. So I actually started Universal Confidence with Miss Australia 2014. We were roommates at Miss Universe. We became best friends. And we've always separately been really all about empowering young women. So we created Universal Confidence. We can do it together. We have traveled Australia. I just got back from Australia. We did three cities out there, three different workshops, and we have more coming up in the U.S., but we're all about just creating confidence for young girls. Um, it's rough being a teenager nowadays with social media and so much comparison, so we like to be able to encourage them. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I guess um, what all goes into, if you can get into that kind of depth, like for uh, for the girls that you're are, are coaching, what kind, what can they expect from uh, from this program once they uh, they sign up for it? Well, we have a little bit of everything. This program is not specifically for pageant girls. It's not for models. It is for any teenage girl that is struggling with any issues, whether it's self confidence or boy problems or body images, you know, body image issues, anything like that. So we talk about creating confidence. We talk about coping mechanisms for high-stress situations. I do Taekwondo, so I teach a little bit of self-defense. We have walking lessons. It's fun to teach the girls how to stand tall and carry themselves with confidence and a good presence. We do a little bit of everything. We talk about health and fitness. We talk about relationships. Um, it's just we, we like to give girls all the tips and tricks that we've learned, Miss Australia and I, growing up, and be able to pass those on to the young ladies. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm glad to hear that it's not just for pageant girls. Like I think that would be important to focus on because it can be for anybody who's interested in sounds like just in getting more self-confidence, which is a pretty cool thing to bring to, like you said, teenagers because it's tough <laughs> being a teenage girl anymore. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And when we were in Australia, uh, two out of the three cities we're in, we didn't even have one pageant girl. It's just all these girls from all over the world and their communities that want help with their confidence. So definitely not a pageant girl kind of thing, although it is run by beauty queens. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and uh, I'm guessing that um, you had a bit of internal motivation. Maybe you had a past story yourself to to call on in uh, having motivation to start this program? Yeah, absolutely. So Tegan and I have both been through a lot in our lives, and I feel like what we've both been through individually kind of covers a lot of the bases of things that teenagers struggle with, and not, not only teenagers, women in their early 20s. Um, I've been through a really, really aggressive relationship. He um, was cheating on me. It was just a whole bunch of bad stuff, and it took me a while to learn how to get out of that situation. Um, but we prefer to give girls the advice ahead of time before they even get into those type of relationships. Tegan has um, had issues with her body image being a model overseas, and they were measuring her waist every day, trying to make sure she was a certain size. Like we've had a little bit of everything. We've had death in the family. I've lived in a women's shelter with my mom um, at a point in my life when I was younger. So we've had these ups and downs that really make us able to relate to these young girls. Uh, a lot of people think that if I'm Miss USA or she's Miss Australia, that we've just had it all in life. It's been easy. But for us, that wasn't the case. So we feel like we can really relate to these girls. Yeah, that's cool. And you mentioned that uh, you'd be a great example because you did a great job of, of picking yourself up and now really becoming successful as Miss USA and finishing as first runner-up Miss Universe. I am interested now in the in the pageant process because I know <laughs> kind you of my get only— involved in one? Yeah, I might get involved in one for one, but also right. my my only my only reference point is kind of uh, Miss Congeniality, the movie. So I love it. <laughs> I am I am interested on in somebody who's not only prepared but has been as successful as you have, um, and kind of what goes into into the process of of becoming a, a Miss USA or first runner up Miss Universe. Yeah. Okay. So I tell everyone, it's not always overnight. It took me five years of trying for my state title over and over and over again until I finally won my state and then went on to win Miss USA. So not something that happens overnight for people. It's a long process of being mentally, physically, emotionally ready for it. Uh, my first year competing, I got second runner up at the state competition and I thank God that I did not win that year because if I would have won at 19 years old, they would have eaten me alive at the, at the national competition. It's, it's a lot of endurance that you have to have emotionally and mentally to be able sure. to go through a two or three week process. Like you, people think that you just show up and you compete and that's what they see on TV, but they don't realize that you're there for weeks ahead of time preparing at the sure. actual competition. So. It's a lot. A lot goes into it, and it's all about that determination, not giving up on your dreams. If you want to become the USA or your state title holder, you can do it, but if you don't win the first time, don't give up. Yeah, and I mean, you didn't give up, and obviously you did something right because you won in 2014. And I mean, I got to imagine after you win, I'm sure the hard work isn't over. I'm sure there's even more that goes into it, but I'm sure there's also probably some benefits maybe. I don't know if you like – walk into a, uh, any Starbucks in Nevada and they give you a free coffee or whatever. But um, uh, what were some of the, maybe the perks of, of having that crown for, for the year until you had to hand it off uh, just this past year? So when you win, your life turns upside down. 
when you win Miss USA, not Miss America, there are two different pageants, everybody thinks they're the same thing, but when you win Miss USA, they pick you up from wherever you live. I was living in Nevada, and they move you to New York City the next day. So <laughs> you're living in New York, you have an apartment in Manhattan. Uh, at the time, it was in, I was employed by Donald Trump, not any longer, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, not we won't get that. into that. <laughs> on a whole other podcast. But uh, so it's this whole new experience. You have sponsors that provide like shoes and you have a stylist to pull wardrobe for appearances. And you're doing you're doing all the fancy glamour stuff that people think you're doing red carpets. You're making these connections and going to Dallas. But then you're also volunteering at children's hospitals and women's shelters and planting, you know, planting fruits and vegetables in rough neighborhoods in New York city to try to help the community. So there's so much that goes into being in this USA and it's not what people expect. It is a 24 seven job. You, you're on call 24 seven. Yeah, I can imagine. Are there, is there any, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but there, is there any particular maybe story from that year that really stands out to you, whether it be something funny that happened to you or something that just really made an impact? Oh my gosh, it's hard trying to pick one. Uh, one <laughs> funny moment for me, I had a I had family in town planning a day to go out. And like I said, you are on call 24-7. So as I'm getting ready to go out and explore New York City, I get a phone call and they say, be ready, we need you hair and makeup ready in 20 minutes and meet us at the office. They pick us up from the office, 20 minutes later, we go to the roof of the Trump Tower and myself and Miss Universe are told that we're pouring a giant bucket of ice on Donald Trump's head. <laughs> um, so out of nowhere, we're doing the ice bucket challenge with Donald Trump in our stash in high heels, um, and his hair did not come off, so it's real. So you know, <laughs> I was wondering, um, but yeah. So there's moments like that, and there's those touching moments where you go to a hospital and you see a little girl that's four years old with cancer and that's completely bald and has the biggest smile on her face when you walk into the room. And she sees your crown and she wants to take a picture with you and she can't wait to tell her mom about the photo. And you just have those like heartwarming moments where it's like, that's my favorite part. I love working with kids and putting a smile on kids' faces. So those, those were like the number one thing that I love to do. Anytime we could go brighten a child's day, that was my request always. Yeah. And those are always great stories to see too. I know a lot of, uh, a lot of times you see athletes will do the same thing and it's, it's mm -hmm. neat to be in that kind of position where it actually does make an impact. I mean, anybody can can obviously reach out and help uh, to children's hospitals and everything like that. But when you're in a position, a recognizable position, where it puts a, a smile on, on any kid's face going through something like that, it's got to be really, really cool. Oh, it's the best. And when you have a crown, they think that you are a real princess. <laughs> so well, that's so that fun. Leads... They ask if you live in a castle. Well, Manhattan, kind of a castle, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> It's about as castle as it gets in the U.S. Right, pretty much. Exactly. Uh, but that actually leads perfectly into my next question, which was: your earlier you had mentioned that your favorite, um, where you where you uh, lived for a period, was Hong Kong. I had read, and maybe this isn't true, but maybe it is, that you were actually a Disney princess while you were in Hong Kong. What? Um, well, legally, I don't think I can say that. I signed a contract. <laughs> To keep the magic alive in Disney, <laughs> but yeah, somebody should tell I'm Wikipedia. Yeah, I mean, I you guys, could, I, I'm not going to say that you're wrong. I worked at Disney. <laughs> I had a magical job. I played dress up and I 
stood in front of a castle all day long. So, yeah. (laughs) But that was one of my favorite jobs as well, besides Miss USA. Yes, my wife's uh, dream job, for sure. (laughs) Oh, I bet she can do it. It was high requirements, though. You have to be above 5'4 and under 5'7. That's a really small... That's a really small window. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, and we're getting into details, but if you're comparing someone that you met, or you're comparing Cinderella that you met one day, and she's 5'4", and then you meet a 5'10 Cinderella the next That's day. That's true. <laughs> not quite magical. You want to keep the <laughs> magic alive. Turns out Disney does think of everything. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> um, looking into a little bit more into your in your personal information, we saw or at least my sources tell, tell me that you are a, a pretty big reader um, and that I don't know if you're currently looking for a book club, but we know that you enjoy reading. So uh, if you could give our listeners a little bit of inside information on what types of books you read, what kind of book you're reading now, give us anything this so, uh, so we can turn this into our own personal book club. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so you guys are getting, like, all the details on me. <laughs> um, I I do love reading. I'm reading Girl Boss right now, especially because I've started working with Tegan, so we're trying to be girl bosses and want to get the inside scoop with that, and that's by Sophia, I don't even know how to say her last name, Amorso, I think. Um, and along with that one, it's all about the towering women. There's another book called Successful Women Think Differently by Valerie Burton. That's one of my favorites because, you know, you can be successful as a man or woman. You know, you can be successful in any realm that you want to be, but it is specifically for women. So if you have any lady listeners, that's a good one. Um, and then I, I love just to read novels. I, I, could, I could go on and on and on about all these different books that I'm reading, but those are my top two right now that I'm reading. Books for me. Do you have any favorite books? Um. Harry Potter, does, does that count? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it does. I, I love novels and stuff like that, too. It's fun to get out of the, like, self-help world and kind of go into just get lost in the story. Yeah. Do you have any um, any hopes to, to pursue any of that? Because it's a lot of times people like that like to like to write as well, people that are so into books the way that you are. Do you have any any career pursuits in as far as writing goes? Or if not, what uh, what kind of future career pursuits, I guess, do you have um, in ties with oh, this? You guys conference? are just like hitting on all these great points. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm not much of a writer. I would never call myself a writer, but I am potentially in the future going to be working with a ghostwriter just to be able to share my story because it is very interesting. Again, most people don't think that Miss USA has been an aggressive relationship or has lived in a women's shelter, um, you know, they think that Miss USA just kind of has it all. So kind of sharing my different stories throughout my life in that book is going to kind of be in the future, but I really enjoy hosting. So that's, that's one of my passions. But number one right now is speaking. Um, cool. Book and hosting are kind of on the back burner and speaking to young women is number one. Cool. I think, yeah, I think a uh, uh, little or not a little, but a book on you would be pretty cool because, like you said, I mean, you're a fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo and and everything else that you've done. We, I mean, in the 15 minutes we've had you on, obviously we can't touch on everything, but everything we've touched on was was fantastic. So you know that there's more uh, fantasticness, if that's a, if that makes sense. <laughs> fantasticness. Makes sense to me. I there. like that word. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Nia, we really do appreciate you coming on and joining us for a little bit. 
Um, before we let you go, I do want to point out you are on social media at Real, uh, Real Nia Sanchez. That's Twitter and Instagram, right? Yes, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Periscope, anything and everything. I got it. Oh, I don't even know what Periscope is. I got to. <laughs> you need to get on that. It's so much fun. I'm lucky I have a Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. I'm lucky I knew three out of the four. I think that's pretty good. That is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, we'll let you get going. But again, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on and spending some time with us. Okay, thank you. Stick around. We will be right back with the showcast after this. <laughs> <laughs> 